0: Attention, parents and coaches do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes fortunately for you there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that introducing small player big play small player big play app provides young athletes parents and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform the app allows users to connect with friends make new friends create groups text chat and post pictures and videos Of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity to begin users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address from there users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app small player big play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events you can live stream your event so that friends family or anyone in the world can see you in action Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player, Big Play app today.
1: Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Yeah. Now- the Joe Mays and j Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and j Raff Show.
2: Boring.
1: A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011.
0: Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time
1: with a focus on
0: football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20, Mahomes takes the snap. He's just gonna throw it long for Demarcus Robinson, It is gonna use up all the time! The game is over, and the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now,
1: Here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. I gotta be honest, this is one of the first times in a long time, that I don't want to hear anything about the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. Hey, I've um, been there.
2: I've been there plenty this year, so I, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about Look, in
1: the long run, I have nothing against the Chiefs oh, no, in no, no, no. any capacity. But today, I am not a Chiefs fan. I'm not happy about it. Um, it is what it is. It wasn't a great sports weekend for me uh, in so many ways. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good (laughs) so many ways not not ideal not ideal um but this is just i'm just one person like we all have different viewpoints and rooting interests and justin and i are going to dive into that welcome to episode 319 of the joe mays and j rap show i'm joe mays and sitting across from me is mr justin raffoff
2: yeah it's uh good to be here um it's crazy. 319. That's that's a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. that is a lot. It's a big number. Yeah. Big number. And, so, uh,
2: so real quick, it just, is the, is the patch on the Dolphins, is it 341? 347. Okay, 347.
1: This, this.
2: So, today my son was like, oh my gosh, the Dolphins, they have something special on their uniform. And I thought he was going to talk about the patch. And I was like, oh, what, what, buddy? I was like, yeah, that's for, and he's like, no, 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 no. The Dolphin has a helmet on.
1: I was like, the, oh the, yeah, yeah. Because they were wearing cool. what they should be wearing all the right. time. Right, and he
2: he was a fan. Oh, he yeah. loved it. Um, Let me tell
1: you, Austin, I am right there with you. Yeah. I am
2: right there with you, bud. So he 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 was a fan. He was rooting for the Dolphins today. So he was a little. Well, I upset, appreciate
1: but... that. I also appreciate him rooting for Navy yesterday.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> is that a, is that a sore subject?
2: So I mean, it shouldn't I, be because because no, Army no. won. So and. It was, like he was he was not happy about that he goes they were so good last year and this year they can't do anything
1: he's not wrong i'm like very no, well, well, yes, astute right. observation right. from, from but, your offspring
2: yeah um, i i told him and i tried to tell him over and over because like i i want army to win but like okay you want to
1: sleep well at night right you want <laughs> need army to win
2: just like you but, need- um,
1: uh, Pittsburgh to win tonight, Right. I and mean, even Baltimore to win tomorrow. Maybe I
2: don't. Like, so actually, on actually, to. well, yes, <laughs> yes. In my house, um, I actually heard a when they were going over the schedules. Uh, like they were talking about, oh, and tomorrow night's matchup of Browns and Ravens. And I heard a not from me, go Browns in my oh, in man. my house. And then I heard immediate like, oh my gosh, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man! I mean, depending on how you look at it, they're both kind of the Browns, but. Um, when, when, uh, yeah, so I was trying to tell my son yesterday before the game, I'm like, look, man, I was trying to give him the lesson in like, if you're going to give it, you have and, to take it. Get, so, yeah. like, if you run around yelling, go Navy, crush Army, um, when, if and when that doesn't happen, you need to be prepared. And my wife did a little bit, I did it more. Including like when I was leaving his room last night, when I put him to bed. Oh, you were rubbing it in. So, so I, I was just like, I was just like, oh, oh, oh one more thing. And he's like, what? I was like, go army, beat navy, and one guy's like, ah. Oh! So like, I, I, clue me in to because you texted. We texted about right, it. obviously right, this. Obviously,
1: right. this whole week we're texting back and forth, and and yesterday we had the gifts go in, which I retaught my dad how to do that. That was a mistake, um, because on top of all the other stuff we're gonna talk about with Penn State. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, sports betting, um, the Army-Navy game, I had a side bet with my dad on <laughs> Army-Navy, and I told you he gave me points. Right. It didn't matter no, because Navy no. didn't score a single one. <laughs> right. Right.
2: At halftime, it would have mattered. At, well,
1: and then when <laughs> yeah. I thought they scored a touchdown, I was like, this is great. Right. I'm about to go up 7-3, and he gave me 4.5 points. Mm-hmm. I've got more than a touchdown and two point conversion lead. Right. I was like, they can score and get a two point conversion. It doesn't matter. Oh, man. Everything went downhill from there. And I'm not going to back down from it. Obviously, I was rooting for Navy. I've been rooting for Navy hardcore for close to the last decade. Yeah. Um, I've always rooted for Navy, but it was just always just another game. And I finally really got into it over the last decade, especially the last six years or so. And I'm wearing my, my Navy hat and I left the Navy helmet in front of Justin. I don't know if you can really see that on the camera, but I also have last year's helmet sitting on the, on the mixing board, which you should be able to see on the one camera. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't Navy's day after like, like your son said, they could do everything right last year, 31 to seven. Well, I texted you that crazy stat Malcolm Perry. Yes on the season last year for Navy rushed for over 2000 yards and entering the game against army, the Navy quarterbacks had only rushed total the whole season. And this was in what nine games or something like that. Mm -hmm. 178. I think it was talk about production drop off.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the hard thing is I doubt they're 1900 yards above average for or above last year's numbers from the other positions, you know, I'm sure they're getting more, but like, yeah, it's it's a drop off. Um, and then to have to play it at West Point,
1: yeah. So, well, Navy was three and zero at West Point until that game. Army had never
2: beat Navy at West Point. Um,
1: so they're at Mikey Stadium, which is cool. I would like to go to a game there. Oh, it's you've been to a game there, yes, yes. And I Um, we
2: actually contacted the family uh, that I went with. Yes, last well. Yesterday we sent a message to them, just talking about how into the game my son was, and <laughs> didn't tell me uh, we River left out Navia. some of the details yeah but <laughs> um, but just how like I kept talking about when I was there and all that stuff and it, yeah it was it was really cool, it was really cool, yeah, so
1: and obviously we would like to go someday, we yeah. were hoping it was this year, obviously that didn't work out for a variety of reasons um uh, but in in the next year or two, I think that's right. the plan yeah. so hopefully we can work it out. we'll see if we can get something done um. And, and this, the pregame stuff was awesome. Oh gosh, the the, mar- the marching. See, that's um, the thing. Like, the video, the pump-up video, the so hype videos. I so like good. that
2: kind of stuff everywhere. So, like when when we go up to Penn State, and like obviously not this year, but I've I've been to a lot of Penn State games. And you, so so of you, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like even now, like when we go up, I like to be in my seat, like at least a half an hour before the kickoff because I want to see when the team leaves the field. I want to see when the band comes onto the field. I want to see when the team runs out and the place goes nuts and they show the hype video. And like, I want to, I want to experience all that stuff. And that's like, you know, half an hour, you know, of stuff at, at Penn state Till you know, especially if it's a big 10 game and they play the other teams, you know, fight song. And then they play Penn States and the floating lion, all that stuff. Like, I just want to take it all in like that's that's part of the experience um you know you don't get that at like professional sports you get that at college football games and and that's part of what i love about college football just that whole atmosphere but man at at any of the academy games but at the army navy game the march on like all that stuff oh my gosh like that's just I, I remember talking a few years ago on the sideline of a Wilson game. We were talking to our buddy, um, oh, I can't think of his name. He was one of the photographers who was. We were talking to him about, um, Lee Lee Vivian.
1: Oh Lee, okay, yeah, haven't didn't get to see Lee. Actually. Right, I know
2: this year we didn't get to see Lee, but like, um, and he was talking about how he has He's photographed few, some of them, yeah. right? And he was just talking about how crazy it is, and like crazy in a good way, like yeah. but just like. How how awesome an experience it's it a really spectacle is! Spectacle in right. every way, yes. but yeah.
1: like in a good way. Not like this is over the
2: top. No, this is amazing. No. It's not like making a, a, a spectacle for the spectacle's sake. It's just like this is. It is a spectacle, right? Yes, we're um, not trying
1: to make it. It just
2: is. Right, right. So like, oh man, it, it is cool. Um, I I really want to get to an. So I've been to West Point, and I was. Once. And I was there for like the weekend. I saw a hockey game. I saw a football game. Like, it it was really cool. I've been to Annapolis and the Naval Academy a number of times for water polo. So I've been on the the Naval Academy campus and in their facilities there uh, a bunch of times. Not for a while, but a bunch of times. I've been to the Air Force Academy with my sister living in Colorado. I, I've had the experience, uh, walked around there, um, and it, it. I want to go to a game there just because it would be cool. I also want to go to a game at Colorado Boulder, like it's only like twenty minutes half hour from my sister. Um, and I've been by the stadium there, but like I want to go to a game there. My dream is some fall to like go to like a Thursday night. Like Colorado or Air Force game, sometimes they play like crazy, you know, schedules and then like see the other one on like Saturday. Like so Friday night or Saturday. Fall football usually is not like those other nights are hard to get to. Right. And also that's in Colorado. So yes. who knows we'll when know. or if that'll ever happen. But right. um yeah, those academy games are just so cool.
1: Yeah. I and Army plays the Air Force next week. Right for the Commander in Chief, Chief Trophy Chief now. Trophy, yeah. yeah. So I know they were talking about if Navy could have pulled the upset yesterday, which for a while I thought there was a possibility of it.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, until yeah. That,
1: that that goal line stand, that kind of was the but huge momentum
2: But even, even then, like, all right, you've got them backed up, you know, but they couldn't really carry that momentum. Um, And then Army was able to get their big play. Like, so. Yeah.
1: So the yeah. final score is 15 nothing. It's the first time Army shut out Navy since 1969. Yeah. Uh, crazy to think of. Uh. After winning fourteen in a row, Navy's now lost four of the last fourteen five. in a row is nuts. Fourteen in a row is crazy, but I don't like four of the last five. I was happy about last year being winning. That was a commanding victory last oh, yeah. year for Navy, thirty-one to well, seven.
2: I don't know that you saw. So on College Game Day, they were talking about it, and so they go live Zoom, right to uh, the Navy Navy coach.
1: Newatolo,
2: Right. And he like, kind of like tongue in cheek is just like, oh man, I thought I was watching like the army pep rally this morning the way you guys are talking to him. Like, just like kind of giving them a hard time. Somebody, and like somebody mentioned like, you know, it's been a little rough as of late. He's like, oh you're just skipping over last year. Like, he was just giving not, not rude. Not, I don't want to give that impression at all. But like, he he, <laughs> he was needling them. He knew his stuff and he was throwing it back at them just as fast as it was coming. And they were like, oh my, they were laughing. They thought it was funny because like yeah, he wasn't giving the traditional coach, coach speak. Coach basically, speak, yeah. he was like he was full in on it. Like it, it was, it was really cool.
1: Yeah. Well, I I, I like Coach Ken. Uh, he's done a phenomenal oh, job yes. at at Navy and. Although I saw an article in The Athletic talking about how Monkin and Numatola, when is a Power 5 team going to come and grab them? Right. And I was like, well, you can take Monken. That's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, you're um, probably like, please. So you could take him away. Yeah, because so, he's, so like, he's been there since, what, here, 2014 I at think Army? So. Something but like here,
2: that. Here, so here's the thing. Like, where where do you go? So it, it's interesting because the guy who was at Navy before, Paul something, went to Georgia Tech. Johnson. Yeah, Paul Johnson went to Georgia Tech.
1: Yeah. That was and, a while ago now.
2: Oh, that's a long time. He's no like no like, longer at Georgia Tech. Like
1: 2004 or <laughs> but something. But yeah, like he that. was
2: there a long time. And it was one of those where like especially early on it, it worked at Georgia Tech, but not with Calvin Johnson. <sighs> like yeah, Matt, like how do you have an offense? Calvin Johnson was Calvin Johnson for Georgia for Tech. Georgia
1: Tech running And, and the D-
2: Detroit Lions.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry Calvin. Sorry,
2: Megatron. Right, and he still put up the numbers he put up. Yeah, think about that. Crazy,
1: yeah, crazy. So, well, I don't want to spend all the whole show talking know. Army Navy. Although, honestly, we could; wow. and it would be fun. Um,
2: yeah, especially this year. The
1: especially for the last five years. <laughs> um, I I love the special uniforms that they really embrace that since I think about 2012, yeah, 2013.
2: Did so uh, again?
1: They've gone full seven years, like with each team. They having were talking brand new uniform. They
2: were talking about how they put about 2 years, two years of work yeah, I saw into saw that each special one. before and they were the like game. oh so you they're like you I mean, could t- like you know what you're go- yeah, like what's in store they're like yeah so you could tell us he's like I'm upon penalty done. of death i am not going to tell but <laughs> well, like... well,
1: but think about it like this isn't something that they announce over the summer they literally announced it like 10 days before the game
2: right and <laughs> what what's great is at any other school it would leak yeah, it would leak. But not, not in it doesn't leak there. Enemies, there. Nope. Imagine
1: that. Yeah. Which is,
2: we'll chalk that up as a very good thing. Very good like, thing.
1: Yeah, that you can keep your intelligence to yourself. Yeah, yeah. So because army what is... if they couldn't keep? them? <laughs> but that also, like, you know, that Nike and Under Armour like have to also like they're involved. Oh, absolutely. Um, is 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 what is army? cuz Navy is Under Armour. Army's Nike. Okay, Navy is yeah. Under Armour. So It's it, kind of
2: crazy that they're not all the same. You would right. like I mean I get, I understand they're separate schools, but right. like
1: it all like, falls under the same purview of right. uh,
2: Although yeah, although with Navy too like yeah, Under Armour, that Maryland DC metro area is like Under yeah, Armour galore. So
1: I I and obviously I'm completely biased on this, but I I like Navy stuff better than than Army stuff. No,
2: I understand. Um, I understand.
1: Then that, that's why I have all the helmets because all the helmets they come out with are amazing, and the ones that are oh, individualized ones are, I can't get because they're individualized right. because the the well the Blue Angel one wasn't that was the same pattern. Right. I want that, but you have to hand paint it. Like it's not something you can print a sticker out. Right. right. Same thing it's with the, the whole thing. Same like thing with not. the ships from a few years yes. ago. Oh like, my gosh. They Those had so six cool. or seven different ships by by. Football positional grouping, right. like the quarterbacks were aircraft carriers, um, the linebackers I think were minesweepers or something like right. that. Like, I I obviously want both of those. I can't get them anywhere. Right. I don't know if I'm gonna get the the marble one this year, which looks it's so cool because it has the marble from the Annapolis buildings, right. the the hall, um, but it also looks like water. Like that's right. it, it has right. such a dual work. Um, it's very cool. I, I jumped on and got the the jacket that's. Behind me now, um, because I just like really like the pattern, so I'm hoping uh, one of those helmets uh, can be mimicked in some way. Uh, I finally found the one from the last two years, 2018 and 2019. So right. I'm going to hopefully add, but, like, add that to my collection. I just soon. love
2: how they like. So yeah, it, it is incredible. I love when they do like the special groups, and that's kind of what Army has done the last couple years, like focused on specific like groups and just like the stories and things that go along with them like I,
1: well like this year was was uh the tropic lightning
2: yeah yeah so like and, it's just so crazy like hearing some of those stories and,
1: and a couple of years like 2 years ago was it, they did the the, the first the first infantry, like, right. that was the snow yes. one, right? Yes. And they were all white. Right, they all were the all snow, white, and then it and snowed, the snow, right? Yeah. That was
2: the year against the Blue Angel one. Well, and, that, and that's yes. they
1: were laughing. They were like, a few years ago, Army's wearing white, and it snows, and this year we're up at, at Mikey Stadium, and they're wearing green and matched the turf <laughs> right. and the fog. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but it, it's just so cool. Like, And being a uniform helmet guy, and then loving Army-Navy and okay. seeing them embrace this, and, like,
2: everyone is just – it's so cool what they, right. what it they did. It is cool, and wow. what what makes it I don't know it. It's cool because it's like it would be cool if they just did these like, and they kind of do these like one offs, you know. But like they just, it's not like they just like come up with some crazy color scheme or things. No, there's like a that. reason Which is also cool everything. for other schools because that, like what you know what story is Oregon going to give me with some kind of uniform? They might have a story for something specific, but like. For the most part, it's just like, oh, we think this looks cool, which right. is fine. Like, And I'm, I'm all into that, too. But like these, like there are stories oh. behind them, and well, it, like, it's just cool. I, and I don't know if I'm getting this exactly right, but
1: the Navy helmets had six gold stripes down the middle because of the six original ships. <laughs> that, that's all. Awesome. I don't remember if it was six ships or six six ship types. Right, but it was right, something right. like that. Right. There was yeah. a reason for everything they do. And then right. I always love, and this is Army-Navy, that everyone wears the patch of the group that yes. they're associated yes, with. Yes. Yes. And it's just like listening to the story. Cause that always comes up. They talked about the one Navy defensive lineman. Uh, uh, well he, he never, he had no plans to go into the Marines and that's where he's going. He's right. going to be a, a Marine, right. Marine ground assault or something like right. that. And they're like, yeah, I guess you'd want him on your side. Like, right, yeah, I'm right. glad he's on the Navy defensive line. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Oh,
2: Was that 94? I think it was okay. 96. Okay. He <laughs> went through and like wrecked the play a few times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is an incredible one. And then it just to see him like uh I forget which guy it was, but the guy who made like maybe the last tackle for Army um when he got over to the sideline and he's just like yeah, you the, know like the, raw emotion. the the emotion like that overcomes these guys. It, it it's just it's cool. It's it, a it's
1: um, America's game for a reason right. and it just means more. Yes. And for those of you that are on the fence, never watch it, didn't really care. I invite you to look up the hype videos that are produced by usually CBS. Right. But sometimes the individual, you know, Navy and Army will also come up with their own. But the ones that CBS does, you know, are are down the middle and playing both sides because they're just showing why it means so much, why they're important, the history. It's very cool. Definitely check those out. Um, So I came off of a betting loss to my dad because he pulled for Army and, and, and they won. And so I lost that. Then I took some of the free money over the summer. I signed up for FanDuel. You get free money. And I made a few bets over the summer, and I came out, and I won. And this is nothing major, and I'm not into sports betting at all. But I was just letting that money sit there. And this weekend, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take some of the free money that I tripled, and I'm going to throw some of it and see if I could do that again. Because that would be fun. So yesterday, before the game, I decided to go Michigan State plus 14 and a half
2: which cuz I, I told was you it was a smart bet n- <laughs>
1: not convinced that Penn State could
2: could cover it was, that was more than two touchdowns better than Michigan State I wasn't State. sure
1: Penn State was going to win outright and if you're giving me 14 and a half I'm going to take
2: that that's yeah that's a big spread I was
1: just like oh I'm taking like Penn State hasn't won at home yet right. and even if they beat Michigan State they have to beat them by 15 or more that's not going to happen right right no how much did Penn State win by yesterday? Uh did they win by 15? 15. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I had 14 and a half. So that was a little depressing. I mean, I obviously I'm happy Penn State won. Right. And okay. I still wanted them to win just by a little bit less. Right. Just by, by like a by point 14. by a point less. <laughs> uh and it was Michigan State was driving at the end. Right. And I was like, just kick a field goal. I don't care. Just do something. You know, because we saw who did that a few years ago when Penn State then started taking time out. Wasn't that Michigan State? Wasn't Sparty well,
2: no, well, they did it against, they did it against Buffalo in a game oh, was it or, or one of those games where like, they were like blowing somebody out, but they were driving, trying to score. So they're trying to score. So Franklin's like, we compete to the end. And he took a time out to freeze the kickoff or someone it like that, up like
1: 60 to nothing or something, uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anyways, that didn't end up happening. Michigan State didn't didn't get any points at the end. So I lost that bet, which was disappointing. But again, this is not technically my money that I'm working right, right. with. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but Penn State won, they looked but, they looked better. But we also had
2: that discussion again of like how did Does they Vegas pick do this? Penn State 14 and a half.
1: And then Penn State wins by 15. Wins
2: by 15. In a game in a game where you and I both were like I don't know that Penn State's going to win outright, right? Let alone win by fifteen win points by and more than they They're, and they're, they're and on the yet. money.
1: They're exactly there. When I mean, Penn State was losing twenty-one to ten, I was feeling pretty good for my money, right. not for my fandom. Right, right. Because if they would have lost to Michigan State, a team that mm-hmm. couldn't do anything on offense at all and has looked not good well, well, this year,
2: they had one really good quarter. The third quarter, they outscored Penn State twenty-one nothing. Right. the The second quarter. Sorry, yeah, the second quarter. But then the key and i was i was all on this and like he kind of made me eat my words in the second half a little bit but like i am i'm full on i appreciate the things that the penn state defense has been able to do the last few years but i am also a firm believer on that they don't get nearly the criticism they necessarily should have in some of the big games and big losses if you go over the last 5 years and look at the big losses A large number of them, Penn State has had leads or double digit leads in like the second halves of some of these games. And the defense just makes bad plays. I feel like they refuse to make adjustments. Like they refused to come out of like zone like defense. And they weren't getting any pressure up front. Well, if you're not getting pressure, listen, man, they're just going to sit there all day. And that's exactly what happened. He was picking them apart. The kid never got a start before.
1: Michigan hey, State had like average. Michigan
2: State had averaged two hundred and twenty yards passing a game all year. Than the first half, he had that much in the first half.
1: Yeah.
2: So and I, and and the thing is, this isn't a one off from Michigan State, and I know they've changed regimes there as well. But two years ago, they came into Penn State and did the exact same thing in a game Penn State should have won in a game they were up big. And then they let Michigan State just catch fire and freshman or sophomore quarterback comes in and throws for 400 and some yards against them. Like, that's pathetic. Um, and I was not having it in the second quarter. I was mad about that. Oh, no. I mean, as uh, everyone because, can
1: imagine, you and I were texting right. a lot well, all week Because, long. like I
2: told you, it's not just that. You know, uh, few. well, the you go back further. The year they lost to Ohio State and Michigan State in back-to-back weeks the first time. I was going to say which year. Um so that was 2017. They, they were up big on Ohio State, and they lost. And then they did the same thing against – well, it actually happened two years in a row. 17-any. That, that Michigan State game that year was the weird one with the, a like –
1: three-and-a-half-hour do- rain delay right, in the middle of right.
2: it. After the emotional loss the week before. So, like, not that you're going to give a pass, but, like, I can understand how that's a weird game, right? And the it's hard to say. It up.
1: happened both at home.
2: It did. They were up on Ohio State. They missed some tackles and let Ohio State get the lead and just couldn't. And then they had the terrible fourth and five call, which is I, – I referenced that essentially today with you when Carolina has fourth and eight and throws a two-yard pass to a covered guy. Um, and then the next week against Michigan State, they let the kid throw for 400-some yards against them. Like, I just – it's one thing if you're out there and, and teams that are better than you are doing that, but Michigan state is not a team that should go out and throw for 400 yards against anyone ever,
1: especially with a red shirt freshman making his first start. Right. Um, but obviously so, that now happen. They, they had
2: one bad quarter. The second quarter was bad. The rest of the game, the defense played really well. Um, it was. Yeah. So I, I was, I was happy for that. And they're, I, I thought again at times I thought they were they were looking much better at places. I feel like the offensive line plays really well when Drew Scruggs is in there. Um Yeah, so there's there's plenty of things and uh Kevon Lee like looks good. Um they have a lot of young pieces that are starting now I saw some of this and I, I don't know that you necessarily want to get into too much of this and we gotta be careful because it is nuanced and I feel like this isn't very nuanced, but Uh, Justin Fleming chose not to come to Penn State a couple years ago. And Julian. Sorry, Julian Fleming. I was thinking of Justin Justin, Fields. Right, but also chose not to come to Penn State. But was it was it Justin Shorter that he was like the one the was that the reason he gave he he talked about like that they didn't play one of the guys enough like his freshman year, who and I think it was Shorter, but Shorter had been hurt most of the year. But as a freshman Julian Fleming, all right, like basically used that as his reason why he didn't want to come to Penn State. And that, like, they don't use their freshmen enough, they don't get on the field. Essentially, it's what he said.
1: all the time.
2: And so somebody, like, took that, basically, and then, like, showed, like, Parker Washington. Parker Washington. And Lambert Smith. Lambert Smith's, like, Kevon stats. Lee. And, like, uh, Julian, Fleming, Julio, Julian Fleming has three catches for 22 yards this year. Oh. Now, he, I say it's not nuanced. Him I Penn say State. it's not nuanced because it would be unfair to say that Getting onto the field as a freshman wide receiver at Penn State isn't different than getting onto the field trying to work your way into the lineup at Ohio State. Yeah. Like I but it would also be fair to be like he's playing for Sean Clifford and you know um Will Levis, who they don't even let pass the ball half the time. More than half the time. And he's playing with Justin Fields. You know, like so it it was just interesting. Now that's one year in, and it's a weird year. So I have a feeling Julian Fleming's going to make his mark at Ohio State eventually, right? Right, but like it is interesting because like no Penn State like gets their guys on the field, like
1: yeah, now for sure. I mean this year undoubtedly. Right. Um,
2: so good if you're good enough, get on the field. Two
1: things before we switch to NFL. Now that we're half an hour. Yeah, into sorry. The show. No, that's fine. I mean we have, well, this is our show. We can talk whatever we want. If we want to talk Army Navy and Penn <laughs> State, we do that. Uh, first off, to continue the Penn State thing, there's one more game left in their season, at yeah. least. Hopefully two, but at least one yeah. more. They get to host Illinois next Saturday, December 17th. Yeah, 19th. I'm pumped
2: that they get to host it.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Get another home game. Not that they're going to make money off of it or anything. No, but no, no. But... It's comfort. It's right. familiarity. You get another game at, at the right. stadium that the seniors thought they were done. They get another one. That's great. They're playing a struggling opponent, one that doesn't have a head coach <laughs> right now because Lovey Smith and Illinois both decided mutually to leave. Um, in five years, they hadn't gotten done what either of them wanted. Right. Um, Illinois thanked him, and it, it seemed that they were both like, "Yeah, it's probably time to, right. to change it up." So they did that already. So who the heck knows what's going to happen? I hope Penn State comes out and is just ready to go, take care of business, and win their fourth straight get the four and five. If they go to get chosen for a bowl and go to the bowl, they have a chance and to finish five hundred. If which is Penn State
2: chooses to, to go to a bowl, about. I saw I looked at some bowl projections today because now it has got my interest going. Um, they were projected for. Two different bowls, one in Phoenix, one in like Nashville or something like that. But two different people who had them projected to go to a bowl. One had them playing um, West Virginia out in uh, Arizona. Might be an old rivalry. We can't right. right. The other one had them playing Virginia Tech, which would be interesting because I believe Virginia Tech might be on the schedule. Weren't we year? supposed to play them this year? We were so maybe it's the next year, or it could be the year after. I don't know. I th- I feel like it's this year. So maybe Auburn isn't on the schedule for no, two years. No, they yet. are
1: because I took a screenshot of it today and wanted to send it to you. Okay.
2: Uh, next year, Penn
1: State starts at Wisconsin. Yeah. Host Ball State, hosts Auburn, hosts Villanova, bye week, at Iowa, host Illinois, at Michigan State, host Indiana, at Maryland, um, host Michigan, at Ohio State. Host Rutgers. Wow. You have Michigan, and Ohio State back to back. Now Michigan's yeah. at home, but Ohio State's Ohio State's the penultimate week of the regular season, and it's be,
2: at the shoe. Right. That could be a huge game. But you open the season at Wisconsin. Right. Yeah, I don't like that because what did I tell you this year? What have I said over and over again? This is why Penn State schedules you those games. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna try and not complain about it when I like the opening one. I don't really ever really care because like I'm so excited, but like. Usually when it's, like, the third or fourth week and they're playing, like, the third or fourth team that, like, you hope gets a win that year, they're like, all right, like, Let's okay. get
1: going. So they get at Go. Wisconsin, Ball State, Auburn, Villanova at home, but Auburn's sitting right there. They're going to have a new coach, Gus new Malzahn, coach, yeah. fired today. Did you see the buyout? $24 million, and half of it is due within a month.
2: <laughs> SEC and, and, boosters don't well, care about the pandemic. I was going to say, SEC boosters, but, like, I'm like, that's what I was thinking, like, right now, imagine being, like, the booster who's, like, yeah, me and 20 of my buddies are all going to write a, a million-dollar check to buy him out on top of what we normally get. Right. Because then we're going to have to pay for somebody to come here. Because, like, guess what? The SEC coaches, SEC schools, they're going to hire coaches who also have buyouts. <laughs> you know? like <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But
2: that's
1: the other thing I was... I wonder who goes to Auburn. The other thing was uh, Hugh Freeze.
2: Um,
1: the other thing was That'll turn um, some heads at Ole Miss. Breaking um, oh, on Twitter. J- this is just a, a what? It's not like a oh, okay. bad, good, bad thing. It's just a, a sports-related thing that I thought we should mention. Um, it has been um, confirmed. I would assume for this season, but maybe not that the Cleveland Indians are changing their name.
2: Oh really? Yeah.
1: After a hundred plus years, what um, are they... they are changing it.
2: Did they say what they're changing it to? No, no, no.
1: This was an athletic breaking news. It was. Wow. Um, just a few minutes ago after 105 years is the Indians Cleveland's major league baseball team will undergo a name change per a New York times report. Wow. So, I yeah. mean,
2: Hey, if that's, well, yeah, that, that gets complicated, but like, I know they, they took chief Wahoo off of they their did that merchandise a while. A, for a, a while, while yeah. ago, which I, I understand. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess if you're going to go that route, you, you should go that route. Um, but, you know, I, I, I know there's there's external pressure, but I I like when it's quote unquote their decision. You know, like they right. weren't because like as much noise as there is, the Major League Baseball wasn't like, hey, you have to do it. Just like, well, see, I feel like Washington's a different that's, story because I, I, they're so mismanaged. I hate, hate so that they mismanaged. are
1: called the football team, and I hate no, that no, it no, looks no, like it's sticking around for another year. Well, that's
2: because, well, I shouldn't say that's because. But I I I heard this early on when they when they said they were going to it f- for this somebody called out and was like Dan Snyder just wants this because he knows as long as they don't have another team everybody's still gonna think of them as as the Redskins and he he just and he's like he's like I'm telling you they're not gonna change it until like they're kind of their hands forced and I was like if anybody would do that. Yeah, it's, it's I kind of like, thought
1: it from the money perspective that they already spent money this year on a rebrand to do generic that's stuff. True. That's maybe true. Maybe they just want to get at that's least true. two seasons worth out of it, and maybe it's just tough to do during a pandemic to get
2: it could the be. proper naming and stuff. And, like,
1: But you know I'm all in on Red Tails. So me too. Like, I am I too. Want that.
2: I am too. And I, So, this is off the topic. Well, not really. But like, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Oh, Tobias Harris for the Sixers. His grandfather was a With Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airman. Airman. Yeah. Like, And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's really cool. And, like, it just – yeah, that that I think would be a great – I feel like that's a slam dunk. I just –
1: I don't see the downside of that. You keep the red in the name.
2: Right. And You you you, can keep a very similar, like, scheme as to what you have this year because I like their uniforms this year. You could add in – They're too bland for me, but – Right, but, like, I like the – the helmet with the number on the side, but like, I also like some, man, some of the mock-ups for the red, red tails, tails were are unreal. So good. They're yes. so good. Like, but not only do you go from your, so you wouldn't be going from like a, let's just say a negative, like uh, Div- just divisive, uh, right. A divisive, like a mascot to neutral. You wouldn't be doing that. You'd be going from something divisive to something positive. like, right.
1: And it has a military relationship. Like, it's kind
2: of like Patriots. Like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, everybody knows what we're saying when you say, I hate the Patriots. But, right. like, <laughs> you know, like, it just, sound, you know, it sounds funny. But, like, everyone knows what you're talking about in sports. But, like, in theory, like, a Patriot, like, okay, that, like, okay, that that's a that's a positive thing. Like, you'd be going to something that's positive. Like, I, but but what have, I say this all the time, if anybody could screw it up. Right, Dan <laughs> <it> Snyder. <sounds laughs> So
1: speaking of the NFL, let's uh, give you some time here to talk about the Eagles because we didn't get to do it last week and uh, things have have changed in a week's time. Obviously, we know at the end of last week's game, the last week's loss, Jalen Hurts came in and then just a few days later, uh, Doug Peterson announced that Jalen Hurts would get the start this week against the Saints at home in Philadelphia against the NFC's number one team. And um, well,
2: how'd that go? They won. They won (laughs) the game. So... There is there is a lot to unpack here, um, but a couple things. One, I I think you had to you had to see what you have in in Joe Hurts. Now you could make an argument that like you only have to do that because you drafted a quarterback in the second round. Like if you drafted a quarterback in the fourth round, nobody's going to be like I shouldn't say nobody, but there's going to be less of a what do we have here, you know, like all of that stuff. Um. I I still and I said this at the end of last week's show. If Carson Wentz is broken, the Eagles have broken him. I know everyone and I heard it a ton of times on the broadcast today. Everybody references the 2017 season when in my opinion he was still the MVP. He got hurt on this weekend in 2017. Right? So we were far through the season. Tom Brady squeaked out the the MVP and he did have a great year, but like I feel like For the majority of the year, Carson Wentz was the better player. Another part that people think about, then they talk about how, like, oh well, Peterson got it done with Foles. If you look at Foles had two good games that year. Two. He he played he played good against the Vikings. And he played it great in the Super Bowl. Now, don't get me wrong, like pretty important. He played his two biggest games in the two biggest games. (laughs) But he was bad to close out the regular season. And he was not good against the Falcons in the opening round of the play, the Eagles first playoff game that year. Like he, he was not good. Now I've told you, and I'm very clear about this. I'm forever indebted to Nick Foles and the job he did that year.
1: But people clung for him to, but, to plant Wentz. But Nick crazy. Foles,
2: Nick Foles lost like, and I, I know it wasn't crazy, but like it wasn't there the next year and you saw it early on. It wasn't there. And they rushed Wentz back and that, kind of messed with things. But last year, last year Wentz threw for over 4,000 yards, didn't have a single receiver that had over 500 yards. He's the first quarterback to ever do that. Had 27 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Like, last year the problem wasn't Wentz. They won their last four games to make the playoffs, including beating the Cowboys head-to-head in a game that they had no business winning, none. Right? like. I, in uh, one of the things they said today was like no one could have ever foreseen the offensive line issues they have this year really because they had pretty much the same thing last year like couldn't keep anyone healthy couldn't block anyone now the shift to like what we saw with Hurts I was I was impressed he played better than I thought he was going to today Yeah, I shouldn't say better than I rushing, thought he, was, better than, yards he exceeded passing. my expectations today the running was great I, I am a little bit frustrated because I, I said, I was telling anybody that would listen. They changed the offense. It's going to be frustrating when they call a different game when he's in there, and, and they, they did. And they did. Now, oh, my gosh, it was the, night and day. Not the just pure runnings, but the rollouts. The rollouts. Now, here's the thing. Through the early. Whoa. through Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, thought I, 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 I thought it was bad. <laughs> through the first half of the game, Jalen Hurts' numbers were better from throwing in the pocket than on the, on than on the move. Now, some of that is when you're running, it's not always a designed rollout and you need to get rid of the ball. And so you throw it away, but he had, he made some really nice throws, some nice throws downfield, which is good. They got the ball in the hands of the playmakers. And that's what they should have done. Like all all the time. I've told you the stats are insane about how they don't get Miles Sanders, the ball. Well, they got him the ball today. Now, now I I'd also be, again, I it's, it's, it is nuanced. Like, They're able to. It is different trying to defend Miles Sanders when Jalen Hurts is back there versus when Carson Wentz is back there. Like I'll I'll give them that. Like that is different. I worry about building your NFL offense around the zone read, just because I don't know how sustainable it is. Because look at every one of the quarterbacks that does it can be really good, and it's a great weapon to have. But if that is the thing your offense does, you're in trouble, right? Like it's awesome. State. It's awesome. Well, what, what, Penn State's perfect example of this. On Saturday, they started throwing the ball for, on first down sometimes, and then the zone read worked. Imagine that. Yeah. But when you run it every play or every time, Will every Levis time comes in the game, is in. Like everybody knows what's coming. So, like Jalen Hurts helped Miles Sanders today, but they put like that's the problem. Doug put them in a position to win by his play calling today that he hasn't done all year. All, year. Yeah, all year. Like, where is that? And that's the problem I have. And somebody said, like, okay, Doug's 11-2 and two when Carson Wentz isn't his starting quarterback. And I think that's part of the problem. And so here's, there were all kinds of reports flying around this morning. Multiple reports. ESPN, I think it was Schefter, and Ian Rappaport from NFL Network, both reported that Philadelphia is going to do it has no intention of getting rid of Carson Wentz like that, that they plan on doing this. But then some other things started to fly around as well saying like, there's a lot of steam, like, because you and I talked about like, who would trade for him, but apparently, and I I've thought a little bit about this too. And I I think I brought it up in a survey of the 31 other GMs anonymous. So like they didn't, their names weren't on it, but all 31 said they would not trade Carson Wentz. Not that they wouldn't trade for him. They would not trade him if he was in their organization and they had Jalen Hurts. Like, they wouldn't trade him. Now, some of that might depend on how, you know, they might be taking into account the contract and all that other stuff.
1: And before Jalen played a snap. With, right, as a right. Starter. So,
2: but like, they're, they're saying like, there is, there is reason to believe there is a market for him and that t- somebody would want him. And I, the way we see quarterbacks in the NFL, I would find it hard to believe that nobody would want him.
1: Yeah, I can't see that.
2: Right. There is, and I I can see this coming. There's some they say it could be gaining traction that the Colts Tracks. could be a landing Indianapolis place for him. man, and and that's what they're saying. They're like, and they said it on the broadcast today. They're like, they think Wentz misses Frank Reich, and I would wholeheartedly agree. Frank Reich was the mastermind of that offense. In in. They worked well together. That was, that was a team of destiny, that 2017 Eagles team. Like it, it was. They had a great defense. They had a mix of the veteran guys. But here, here, you want to talk, I said the Eagles failed Carson Wentz. I know this is looping around and jumping back to it. I think it was 2014 that was the year. Since 2014, the Eagles have drafted one player that has made the Pro Bowl. One and it's Carson Wentz. I was
1: gonna say it's got to be Wentz from twenty. Think about how
2: terrible that is.
1: So other Eagles have made For, it, but they weren't drafted by Philadelphia, or
2: they were drafted before twenty fourteen.
1: Oh, right, Fletcher right. Cox. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox yeah. is the is the one there,
2: right? How insane is that? That
1: is really crazy.
2: You won a Super Bowl. You had a bunch of guys, but what what was the key to that team? They had they had some young guys, but they built. They, had, they got the right pieces in free agency. And here's the thing with Howie Roseman. He is, in my opinion, terrible at evaluating, at rec- talent. evaluating talent. He's the best at manipulating the salary cap. I say the best. I, I will always go back to this stat that I heard before this year when they talk about the Chiefs, that the Chiefs had $177 of cap space coming into this season. And they signed their quarterback to a half a billion dollar deal. They signed Travis Kelsey to like a record tight end There's deal. Ways they to start,
1: massage that, right? All like all so, over you can place. make it work.
2: And that's what they're saying. Like while, while the Wentz situation isn't ideal, they said if Hurts looks good, the, the end part of here, they said Wentz is probably going to want out, which makes it a different scenario as well. Like if he's looking, because then all of a sudden you're looking. And again, I think. But they said the Eagles, the pressure isn't on to trade them because they had they didn't sign him to the contract this year, they signed him last year. So they'd already been planning for budgeting for next year. So the pressure isn't necessarily on the Eagles to trade him because they have already planned to have him. And they still plan to have him. But like, I don't know. It the thing becomes with the Colts, like At least
1: it's if you're gonna trade him, conference. you have to
2: trade him to AFC. You have to trade him to AFC. And you get what you can from the Colts, who are a decent team, so it's not going to be, like, real high picks. But I, you're not getting real high picks. But, like, yeah, the Eagles need quantity of picks. Get quantity of picks.
1: The thing is, I mean, I think the Eagles would be lucky to get a third.
2: No, I agree. Like, I agree. I
1: think you're locking,
2: like, a fourth and a sixth or right, something like that. Right, right. Um, and I think, that's where, I think that's where the Colts are an interesting one because of the Frank Wright connection. Like I feel like if Reich wants it to happen,
1: well, it'll it all hinges happen. on on how they do the rest of this year and Philip Rivers because right. they only signed a one year deal. But if he wants to come back and you you know you go to the AFC right. Championship game or something, right. you're probably going to bring it back, right? You know that's well, my and, thinking. And
2: here you also get the idea of and so I've thought of this one too, and I don't know, but I I, I just start looking at places where I think Wentz could be successful. I want him to be successful with the Eagles.
1: Does he have a no-trade clause? You know, they don't. No, they almost—they're almost unheard of in the the NFL, NFL, right? right.
2: I, I, I could see him thriving in Cleveland. Like I thought of that, and so here's the thing: Baker has next year on his. This is his
1: third year, right? So they sure they
2: already picked up the option. I don't know that they have yet. So they need to do. They have to do that before the spring. And they will because they'll have them under control. But I could see them. I could see that being a landing spot. I could see a, a place where they where they're committed to run the ball. They have a solid defense. They have weapons. Like here's an interesting one. It would be interesting because they they, have, they got the picks like from Cleveland when they were like right, maneuvering, right. maneuvering around. So but.
1: well, look out at, in the AFC West. Obviously, the Chiefs are, are good. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about it right now. The Raiders are currently in on car, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I, you could see that possibly happening. Yeah, Gruden's Gruden, Gruden 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 on
2: to it. the next quarterback right. all the time too. Uh,
1: Broncos
2: possible. Right. possible. Drew Locke had a great day today though.
1: He did. Um,
2: and I, I want Drew Locke to be so good. I don't know that he is, but I want him to be just cause I, I like Denver. KJ Hamler, man, woo, two, two touchdowns, two touchdowns today. today. Huge, huge. Four on the year for Penn State. Four or five on the year now. Huge for him. day for Penn State uh, yes. offensive
1: players. Uh, yes. Allen Robinson.
2: Allen uh, Robinson had over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Miles Sanders over a hundred yards and two, two touchdowns.
1: touchdowns. KJ Hamler two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Uh, oh, and Jasicki. Two touchdowns. two touchdowns. Right. Hopefully, he's not hurt significantly. Yeah. Oh, guess um But the only other team then left are the Chargers and they just got Herbert. So they're right. out. So what probably two maybes out in the West, right? Like, you never know what's going to happen with Las well, Vegas and well, Denver,
2: especially John Elway in Denver. Like right. if John Elway wins Carson Wentz, he, he he'll runs, go get it. Yeah.
1: So, AFC South. We already talked Indianapolis is a definite possibility. The guy
2: John Elway has had success with. He got in free agency. Like he, yeah. it wasn't a guy you drafted. It was a guy you went out and got now. To be clear, I am not saying Carson Wentz is Peyton Manning. Like, no, well, no, no. But, no.
1: but we already said that if Phillip Rivers retires or yeah. doesn't doesn't want to play again in Indianapolis, though, I can't see that happening. Indy is obviously an option. Tennessee, I think they're all in on Tannehill right now,
2: and and they should be. Yeah, they like, playing really well. I don't know that Wentz is an upgrade over Tannehill the way he's played last year and this year under Vrabel.
1: Obviously. Houston is fine with Deshaun Watson.
2: Yeah, they're not. They're not moving on.
1: Jacksonville. They're
2: going to draft someone. So,
1: right, but yeah, right. right. But I'm just saying, like right now, Jacksonville is oh, a team that needs a quarterback. Right. right. It, it, but they're they're going to be in line to possibly get Trevor Lawrence. We'll see what yeah. happens between them and the Jets. In the AFC East, and there's a reason I'm saving the AFC North for last. The AFC East Dolphins just drafted two, and so no uh, Jets. Maybe depending on what happens with Trevor Lawrence again, like they obviously need right. a quarterback. You think that they're going to move on from Sam right. Darnold, which may be crazy, but that's the way the NFL works. Bills, no. What about the Patriots? Like if they're yeah. if they're done with Cam Newton after this one year, is that a team that could be interested well, in a I'll reclamation you, project?
2: Does it scare you? What, what? I mean,
1: yes, because like everything the Patriots do scares me. Right. So. Right. Right, um, if they
2: were to trade for a for a quarterback and bring him in, it really doesn't matter who it is. I'm like oh, That would terrify no.
1: me. That would absolutely terrify me. But like me.
2: a quarterback who has shown he can play at an at an MVP level wasn't this year. Like I I can't I can't say he was this year. Like he wasn't. But like he's done it and he's done it more than once. He's done it more than once.
1: Yeah. So then the AFC North. You already mentioned Cleveland yeah. because you weren't sure about like what are they going to do about about Baker? Yeah. Obviously, right now they're on the upswing, so everyone thinks okay with Baker. Cincinnati just drafted Joe Burrow. Hopefully he's healthy and they don't have to worry about it. Baltimore is all in on Lamar Jackson.
2: The Steelers, Steelers.
1: and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. When is that marriage coming to an end?
2: Well, see, if Ben doesn't get hurt at the end of the season, I think like he, he think wants to keep backing? playing. He wants to keep playing. Although he's throwing around that retire thing, he's all about the drama, man. He is so about the drama. But I think, I think Wentz would be great there. With now, those here's, receivers. here's the thing: they can't run the ball defense, either right now. But like no, they showed a stat.
1: I'm um, have the game up. They showed a stat a little bit ago. They were leading the league in rushing through the first six weeks, and the last six weeks they're dead last.
2: So here's a stat: I'm sure you've heard. This is just another AFC North team. The Browns are nine and three. I yep. Think? Yep. With the game pending tomorrow night, and I think they're minus fifteen point differential on the season.
1: Oh well, see that's why I'm not a believer in them because that
2: always works so well. So, so it might be they might be plus twenty one now because I feel like that was before last week's game, which they were blowing out and would have corrected it. But then, yeah, it didn't then they didn't blow them out, the, right? Let them back. But in like,
1: the
2: game. either way, I don't know. I guess it wouldn't be. Yeah, but like I'm at like if they're it's h- h- hopping
1: around being even, that nine and three is a facade,
2: right? And that's what people said, right? But I've been saying that. That's
1: why I was so surprised they beat Tennessee last week.
2: Yeah, I wasn't necessarily surprised they beat them. I was surprised they blew the doors off of them Early, in the first half. For the most part. No, I was also surprised that Tennessee came back because I don't. They're not a hurry up and score type no. team. But against the Browns. But man, Derrick Henry today. <laughs> All right, so the so here, here's the thing, and I, I had this discussion with a fellow Eagles fan this week. I was like, what is your worst case scenario? And he's like, worst case scenario is Hertz goes out and sucks because then you have two quarterbacks who can't get it done right now. And he's like, I'm not saying they can't get it done in the future. He's like, but that's the worst case scenario. And I, I was like, you know what? That's a good perspective. I agree. As an Eagles fan, I'm happy for Hertz. I I'm a believer in Wentz and I like Wentz. They got it done today with Hertz, and I'm happy to see that. I'm not rooting against him because I want him to do well, because I want the you team want the to, team do, to well. do well. Right. It's not like they, like, he's this, like, I don't know. I don't know. It would be different if, I don't, I don't know. I guess it could be a different scenario. But, like, I don't dislike Hurts. I kind of like him from college. Like, I like the story about how, like, he sucked it up and helped his team in Alabama even when he lost his job the Tua. And he helped him big. Like, it was it the SEC championship game he came in?
1: Uh, national championship. No, didn't no, no, he, no. Didn't he come in in both? Or so, Tua replaced, Tua him, in replaced the national, him in the national right. championship and then game. Then he replaced, but then he uh, replaced Tua, Tua in the SEC, in the SEC championship.
2: championship game the yeah. next year. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. so and I then saw Jalen Hurts' freshman year was the year I went to the SEC championship game. And he came on the field, I'm like, the dude looks like a linebacker. Like, he looks like a linebacker. And it, that was a close game of Florida, and then they blew the doors off Florida. But it, it was it was fun to see. Um, Were there but any like, shoes thrown? No, oh my God. Gosh, that was so crazy! We don't
1: have time for that.
2: Oh my gosh, talk about nuts! I kind of want them to beat Alabama now, just for that to be a thing. Like, <laughs> but wow! So it'll be
1: interesting off season in Philadelphia. Of course, they're not even out of the playoffs well, yet. Well, and I of- did
2: mention to you, I really, really want to keep perspective on this and have it not be a Kevin Cobb thing because Kevin Cobb played the home opener in two thousand eight when you and I were there, and they—that
1: was week two. No, yes. home opener, sorry, yeah, home opener.
2: opener. Yeah, against the Saints the year the Saints won the Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: they won the Super Bowl yeah.
2: And you and I like Kevin Cobb threw for like three hundred some yards, something yeah. ridiculous. In the loss. And you and I were there and we're like, yeah, he was all right, that but was like a it thing, wasn't but... that great because like there were guys wide open down the field and he was thrown like into coverage somewhere else, and you're like, What's going on? Yeah, like okay, but like we didn't get the whole like Kevin Cobb needs to be the starter, Kevin Cobb needs to start I like, I don't know, man. Like it wasn't that impressive of a performance in person. I'm not saying that's what hurts was today because I feel like he was he exceeded expectations. He, he, I thought he did better than what his he had great numbers in terms of running and it was very balanced. But like his throws were good. He made some contested throws. That that's key. He got the ball out of his hand quick. All of those things. Um, but like I I hope it's not just a one time thing. You're also playing the Saints without Drew Brees. So like, right? How often? How game. often can you bank on the on? The Saints only scoring 17 points. He fumbled late, which again, it's not that big of a deal because they held on to win, but they also tried to screw it up. Like the Eagles did some very Eagles things today. Like the onside kick at the end of the game, they go and they it's gonna be the same kick that was used by Dallas earlier in the year. The ball's spinning, the Eagles try to go get it. It hits an Eagles leg. The Saints had two guys there. I don't they had to have recovered it, and the Eagles took it out under the pile. Because That's what the replay pretty much showed. But Eagles got the ball and were able to just down it. But when, or no when, Hertz had fumbled when he was running, then when they're just trying to run out the clock, like that was third down, they're going to have to punt anyway. But like, you know, like that's a, that could have been a big thing. But hey, I, they won. They played better today all around than they have all year. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of hard to explain. I put some of that on coaching because they Doug coaches the game differently when Wentz isn't in there, right? And we've seen it multiple times now. And I don't get that, whatever it is, if it's Wentz, if it's Doug, whatever it is, that either needs to get worked out or one of them has to go, right? And I don't, I don't know how that works out given the situation. Like
1: it'll be an interesting offseason, that's for sure. But the
2: thing becomes like, okay, who do you think? You have the better chance of being, well, of winning a Super Bowl with again, putting the right people around Wentz and getting the most out of him, or giving the people that Doug works best with around him. I mean, it's tough because Doug's done it, but like Wentz was MVP caliber stuff with with Doug. Like
1: I, I, I prefer your coaches to adapt to your players rather than trying to shove players into a system
2: right I coaches like I I always thought your your job is to put your players in a position to win right like and if you got to use the weapons you have and how he's done a terrible job of giving you weapons but like last few years yeah but like you need you need to make it work but I don't know it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and now I'm like man they could win the next three games and make the playoffs (laughs)
1: That's just adding uh, fuel to the fire, though, man, for an interesting offseason. Oh, it's going to be fine. Because, I mean, look like look at how many supporters Foles drubbed up. I mean, I, I don't want to say just from winning a Super Bowl, but, like, that's it. Like, he got – I don't want to say lucky. He played to his right. potential right. when it mattered right. most, and now he is a legend. Right.
2: He, right. But, but look at look, the rest of his he career. He lost his starting job in Philly. He lost his starting job with the Rams. He lost his starting job – well, sort of, kind of. Well, he, he, he was a backup really, he in Philly, backup. but like he he got forced. To, they they rushed back to Wentz. He lost the starting job in Jacksonville, and he, he lost the starting job in, in, Chicago. in Chicago. Like to Mitchell Trubisky, right? Like I I love Nick Foles. I'm forever indebted to Nick Foles.
1: He's not the answer.
2: He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a
1: backup. And
2: that you maybe can, the best backup of all time
1: <laughs> that you can rely on to win right. if you need it. Let's look what he did for Chicago and Atlanta. Yeah, that the first when he came in, yeah, he like and everyone was all aboard and, and it didn't pan out.
2: But, but that's another one. Look at Chicago, there's more questions than answers there right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, Detroit, the Chargers. You tell me, you didn't yeah, see it. I no, know, I know what you're talking
2: about. The Chargers the, the before halftime. The goal
1: thing. they like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to kick a field goal. They had no timeouts. They tried to change with like six seconds left. Yeah, I didn't get it off. Oh, yeah. The Chargers ended up winning. So right. that's what I want to run through the scores real quickly here. Uh, Thursday night, the Rams beat the Patriots. The Patriots scored 45 points last week at the Chargers. This week in L.A., three. Yeah. The Rams win that one 24 3. New England has seven losses in a season for the first time since 2002. Uh, that's the Bro- insane. The Broncos and Panthers shoot out. 59 points scored. Denver and Drew Locke win 32-27. to 27. And um, that was uh, an entertaining game that had really no impact on anything that's happening. Don't think either team has any chance of making the playoffs. The Bears absolutely obliterated the Texans today, yeah. which is a bit of a shock because Houston... By and large, have been playing better. I know Houston was without a lot of their receivers; that was tough. I needed a big game from Deshaun Watson; did not happen. He also got injured off and on late. Um, but this is Chicago's first win against the Texans ever. So, congratulations to the Bears. They remain in the playoff hunt, although a little bit on the outside. Um, the Cowboys beaten up on the the Bengals today, thirty to seven. Keeps Dallas. In the playoff picture, because of the NFC East, even though they're only 4-9, and nine, Andy Dalton gets some revenge against his former team. Green Bay clinches the NFC North with a sweep of the series against the Lions in Detroit today, 31-24. And combine that with the Eagles' victory over the Saints, Green Bay now controls the number one seed in the NFC. Tennessee moves to 9-4 with a convincing 31-10 victory over Jacksonville. The Jaguars have now lost 12 in a row. And this is the night. Excuse me, the fifth straight season that the Titans have won at least nine games.
2: Imagine being as bad as the Jaguars, and you're not even going to get the number one pick because the Jets are worse. A team that's worse. Um, and to be honest, right now, well, today's probably a bad example, but like last week, I, I'm not sure if I would have told you the Jets are worse than the Jaguars. But like, yeah, yeah, I. Too bad they don't play in Week 17. Playing. How
1: crazy would that be?
2: That would be an NFL nightmare because you'd have two teams that want to, to l- lose. like lose playing each other. Like both teams want to lose, but playing each
1: other—that would be bad. Play for the tie. Uh, so a game that I was hoping to talk about a little bit, but we just—it's really late. Um, the the Chiefs Dolphins game today. The Chiefs won thirty three to twenty seven. They clinched the AFC West for I think the fifth straight year. Andy Reid, man, getting it done. Kansas City moves to 12-1. My Dolphins fall to 8-5. Miami jumped out to a 10-0 lead and obviously that was very dangerous. I didn't like it. We all know what Kansas City did in the playoffs including the Super Bowl last year and it quickly evaporated from a 10-0 Miami lead to a 30-10 Chiefs lead. Miami fought back, which kudos to them, and that's all credit to the coaching staff and players buying into that. They were able to cut it to 33-27, but they weren't able to cover an on-site kick and make things happen. Uh Tua Tagovailoa had his best game as a pro. He finally got things clicking. And as I said to Justin before the game started, I'm not making excuses because I don't think Miami beats them, has any chance of beating them in
2: Kansas City or at a neutral no, site, at least not like, often. However, I it I can't help but watch that and be like, "Dolphins are ahead of schedule."
1: Well, yeah, that that was yeah. That's that's my point. Is that I mean, think about this team last year, especially the first half of last year, playing against Kansas City. No way was that game staying under fifty points no. scored by the Chiefs. Miami jumped out to a lead. They were wrecking havoc on Patrick Mahomes. Three interceptions. They forced another fumble. Four turnovers for the team that was tied for the lowest in the league gave up four today to the Dolphins' defense. The Dolphins were without their two
2: starting Um, linebackers. Mahomes had thrown two picks all year through two in the first quarter. And three
1: overall today. Miami was at the two of their three starting linebackers. Throughout the game, two of their safeties went in and out, including on one of the big touchdown passes. He was not in the game. Miami was on their fourth string running back. Mike Jasicki and Devontae Parker, the two leading receivers, left the game. Right. So, I don't want to make excuses for injuries, but I would like to see if they could have a full if, if they can if, roster. if they
2: can if they can win some games coming down. I saw this and this was not ideal for you. Um but like the math of it. The Dolphins have a 39% chance as of right now. Now, tonight's game can influence that a little bit
1: and it's going it's, Miami's way at the right. moment.
2: But 39% chance right now. sit and they're sitting in that 7 spot at this moment. The problem is the Ravens are sitting in that eight spot. now the Ravens don't play till tomorrow, so their numbers could change drastically too, especially if they don't win tomorrow, are sitting at like 52 percent because they basically your schedule. Right, because they play the Browns tomorrow, but their remaining three games are against Cincinnati. The Giants, who looked awful they today with Daniel today Jones back in it, now I understand Daniel Jones is not one hundred percent. But if he, if that's the effort you are going to get from him, leave Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy in, McCoy, yeah. man. You you have the division to play for here. Like I don't understand that. Um, that was a bad loss for them. the The way it went down too, because Arizona has lo- looked lifeless the last few weeks, and they beat up on didn't a look good. that great today, but looked better than them. Um, sorry, but. Yeah, the, the Ravens' remaining schedule is is not very tough. It's so cakewalk, yeah, right. So if
1: they upset the Browns tomorrow night, they could probably end on a four game winning streak, which would get them to what? Would that get them eleven and five? Yeah,
2: and maybe. Well, and I guess they would have both wins over the Browns, but they would still the Browns would still need to lose another game. They could go eleven and five and finish in third in their division. But Cleveland plays Pittsburgh again you're right for sure right.
1: Uh, it's just interesting honestly i want cleveland to win tomorrow sorry cheryl <laughs> like no yeah. i need cleveland to win tomorrow before a while i thought cleveland was gonna be fighting for here's well, here's the still thing too and it would be really interesting card.
2: if the ravens were to win tomorrow and then win out and make the playoffs it would it would be very interesting because they they've lost their first playoff game in the last two years but like it would give the impression that they're getting hot, even though we just talked about their competition. Isn't that great down the stretch? Right.
1: right. Sometimes that builds a confidence in them. momentum. Right.
2: Sometimes perception becomes reality with that yep. stuff. And like, if you think you're hitting your stride at the right time, you're confident going in, Ooh. especially they look good last week. Um Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. see. I, yeah. So
1: Anyways, to finish my Miami comment, I just, like you said, they're ahead of schedule. If they don't make the playoffs this year, it'll be disappointing. I'll be very upset about the Denver loss. That one makes me mad, but they have the opportunity to still take care of business and make the playoffs. They have to beat New England next week. It's in Miami. They have to go to Vegas and beat the Raiders. And then they could be playing, depending on what happens, either for the AFC's title. Or at, at least a wild card spot. It depends right. what Buffalo is able to right. do the next few weeks. They're
2: currently but, losing but again, to to Pittsburgh. If you look at the Dolphins, if they were to be in a spot to make the playoffs, given their schedule, that's not a team I'd want to play.
1: No, because they had to play the AFC West and the NFC West. You
2: know what I mean? Like So like if they make it, like given their schedule with a
1: team that is winning with defense and special teams and hoping oh, the offense can and get they're going to
2: and we talked about this next year they're going to have Houston's picks too. Hey, well, turn.
1: I was going through this today. I know we're running really long and we got to get moving, but I was going through this in my mind today. Wherever the Houston pick ends up being, it could be anywhere from like seven to to twelve. I think right now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want them with that first pick. To go all in on defense and take Micah Parsons. There you go. Add them to add him to the linebacking group. Just make the defense even better, and then you still have your pick, which will probably be around twenty-ish, somewhere in there. And then get your wide receiver. Get Jalen Waddle. Get right. Devontae Smith. You know, get one of those big name receivers. I mean, get one of Just those guys.
2: Alabama has two first-round worthy for the uh, second year receivers. in a row.
1: Jeez. They had Judy Rugg and. Waddle and, and on I, the I'd be team.
2: I'd be surprised if Mac Jones doesn't go in the first round too. Like, I he didn't play super great this week, but like they're they're so good, man.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Um, you mentioned Cardinals win over the hapless Giants, twenty six to seven. Hassan Reddick five sacks, three forced fumbles for the Cardinals. Uh, Vikings lose in Tampa Bay. Buccaneers coming off a bye. Tampa Bay wins at twenty six to fourteen. Uh, Colts Raiders Indianapolis pulls this one out and hurts Vegas's chances at the yeah. playoffs which is great for my Dolphins and that was again, the exact right I scenario. know they beat
2: the Jets last week but Vegas is on this destroyed
1: now. by Atlanta should have probably lost to the Jets now lose to the Colts
2: by the way I, all that talk we did about how the Jets blew it at the end they gra- fired Greg Williams Monday morning last right, week yeah as they should.
1: Uh, you also mentioned the Seahawks destroying the Jets today. 40-3 to Jets fall to 0-13. It's the longest losing streak in team history for the New York Jets. Chargers, despite Anthony Lynn's best attempts to screw something up, get the victory over the visiting Falcons today. 20-17. to so, Michael Badgley hit the game-winning 40-yard field goal as time
2: expires. That's expired. an interesting one because Anthony Lynn is going to be gone. That'll be interesting to see who they hire because I, I Justin Herbert is the guy. I'm not saying he's going to be like a legend, but he is clearly the guy that you're going to roll with for the foreseeable future there. It will just be interesting because that's not always the case. Usually you have your coach in place and then you go kind of get your guy. I don't think that's going to be how it's going to work here. I think they got their guy. Now they're going to have to go find the coach, coach, work with, which isn't necessarily a bad spot to be in, but it's just going to be interesting.
1: Eagles upset the Saints 24-21. We talked about that a lot. But the two, Packers
2: as, as the one seed now.
1: Two individual 100-yard rushers in Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. And the Saints hadn't allowed a 100-yard rusher in how many games? 55 games. And they allowed two in one game yeah. today. Lastly, the football team went to play the 49ers in Arizona and won 23-15 gutsy game from Washington. And Dwayne Haskins finished that game yeah, after Alex yeah, Smith hurt his leg. Uh, hurt his leg uh hopefully alex can get back right. but uh, haskins got the job done did and Chase, washington leaps frog new york the Chase, giants Chase the first. young
2: looks like a he, did you
1: see the one where he's dropping in the covers and then just yeah. read it and came up and drilled a yeah.
2: uh, mullins did you hear that that banter with him and tom one last week where tom was uh, like i never want to be he's like i never want to be in a position where i can draft a guy like you He's like, because guys like you aren't going to, like, he's like, you got to lose like 14, 15 games a year to get guys like you. <laughs> like, and it was just, it was funny. Yeah, ask the he's Redskins. Like, yeah, he's
1: like. Ask the Jets. Right. Ask the Jaguars. Uh, yeah. So um, to put a cherry on top, I mentioned my betting loss to my father. Then the betting loss with Penn State, despite Penn State winning, they won by too much. Right. And then I also thought. We're just too good. Hey, hedge my bet. <laughs> I think I don't think the Dolphins are going to hang with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are at least a ten to fourteen point better. Seven points, I'll take that. <laughs> and what did Miami do? They kicked the field goal with like forty seconds left right. to cut it to six points. Mm-hmm. Hope to get the onside kick to maybe force it. If they would have got the onside kick and then drove down the field and won, I would not have cared. All right, all right. But because they kicked the field goal and then didn't get it and ended ended up losing by six, you've got to be kidding me. So. It was just rough rough weekend for me in in, in terms of uh what I mean, there's, at least there's Penn a reason State the lights won. stay on in Vegas that's right, right. they're t- wizards out there so my free money is gone <laughs> hey that's all right. that's fine. it was fun it was fun while it lasted um so my my saving grace right now is I'm currently winning in the fantasy playoffs against Greg. Yeah. I am done I have a 20 and a half point lead okay he all he has left is Jarvis Landry tomorrow night. Okay. So while I want the Browns to win, I cannot have Baker Mayfield have a connection with Jarvis Landry because right. if he scores a touchdown, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm in trouble because yeah. if he goes over hundred yards and gets a touchdown, that's 18 points right there. Um, so obviously he needs a big game, but he's capable of it because the Browns are better without Odell Beckham. So, I mean,
2: where's the lie? <laughs> Since he's been out, what has that team been able to do? So yeah, you're right. And here here's another one that I. I found it interesting. They were talking about since Antonio Brown had been signed by the Buccaneers, Stevie is it Stevie Miller? Scotty. Scotty Miller had four targets. Four. He caught a bomb touchdown pass. I today. saw that. Like today. they were just talking about how like forcing A B into that offense has made Unnecessary. Right. Like when you had something that's was worried, you have weapons already. You don't um I just think, I know that's like blasphemy to some people who are like, oh, the talent is everything. Sometimes you
1: need, a long time ago in the NHL video game, they used to designate each player a certain, like, skill like you would have an offensive defenseman yeah. you'd have a sniper you have like the gritty guy and if you work that correctly you would get skill bumps because they clicked they worked together but you didn't want to all have be snipers you didn't want to all have stay at home defense you know you wanted to have a nice mix because right. moderation is better than leaning one way or the other
0: right. Being that'll work against some teams
1: right. but not against others right. right the more balanced you are the better in the long run the more likely you are to be able to win in any situation and I think like we've seen in Cleveland where they're just trying to jam talented athletic people in, it doesn't always work. When you subtract a big name, oh, my gosh, look, they're playing better. Right. So it's well, interesting. It's a lot of the, the, the uh, psychology of athletics. So
2: Yeah, and it, it's a perfect example of one of those where, like, and again, it's a bit unfair because I have no idea, but, like, who's more likely to go out there and be like, I'm going to do whatever it is you need me to do? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's Scotty Miller right. is is more likely to be like than Antonio Brown. Whatever absolutely. you need me to do, you know. So. But I just have a hunch. That's how it how it goes down. Right. All right. Well, it's December thirteenth,
1: and episode three hundred nineteen is in the books. We'll be wow. back next Sunday, December twentieth, to talk about NFL's Week fifteen, and uh, both of us will probably know much better where our teams stand in terms of NFL playoff possibilities. Both our teams still in it, not in line for a great spot at the moment. Very tenuous grasp on a spot for the dolphins and the Eagles outside looking in, but it's not over yet. So you're telling me there's a chance.
2: There's a chance. There's a chance for both our teams. I feel like the Eagles are just hurting their draft position right now, though.
1: uh, I do want to say since um, by the time we get on the show next time, it'll have just passed my dad's birthday, but I want to wish him an early happy birthday. Um, I, I don't have anything else to say to him because I'm mad at him for beating me in the Army Navy bet. Um, and he's been bragging about fantasy, so I'm trying to beat Greg this week because if I do, I most likely play him next and week, we which go. is fun with our birthdays back to back. And right. I can come on the show next week and either be really mad because I lost to my dad for <laughs> a third time this year, or super happy because I upset you him. Beat him in the one time that matters. Right, the most. that's the one that matters, and it was to go to the championship. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, huge, huge fantasy showdown as long as I can make sure Jarvis Landry doesn't have a good game tomorrow night. Yeah, there we go. And then I'll be moving on. So, Anything else to say before we go? Uh, no. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Joe Mazin JRF Show. We will be back in one week's time to talk about everything football once again because right. why not?
2: Yeah, all right. Absolutely. All right.
1: We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening.
0: That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Maze and j Show, brought to you by Maze Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to the Maze Sandwich Shop inbox at Joe at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and Jraf Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time.